0: As we continue on our Advent journey, we prepare for the Lord with these readings, which reminds us of confession, the healing that the Lord wants to bring through the sacrament of penance. We heard in our first reading how the prophet Isaiah prophesies how God himself will come and save us, and heal us. And he will strengthen our hands that are feeble, make firm the knees that are weak. And he will open the eyes of the blind, clear the ears of the deaf, and the lame will leap like a stag, and the tongue of the mute will sing. He will bring great healing, this Messiah. And it is what the people of God looked forward to, And it is a grace that we continue to have after his first coming. For Jesus himself is the one who heals in the confessional. Jesus even reminds Saint Faustina that it is not the priest she's really confessing her sins to, but him. And in return, it is Jesus really the one absolving us from our sins and uh, bringing us healing. And we see in this gospel scene how there's this paralyzed man on a stretcher. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And this is a powerful imagery the Lord uses with this paralyzed man because the Pharisees and the scribes upset you know who are you to say you forgive his sins really they should be catching on well only God can forgive sins so this is actually a way and when Jesus is basically saying I am God Jesus doesn't really ever say explicitly I'm God But but he does many things and says many things that point to the fact that he is God and here Jesus shows to say rise and walk is actually easier for him than to say your sins are forgiven. And so he does that. He tells this man, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. And what does the paralyzed man do? He stands up and walks. That is who we are when we are absolved of our sins. We are that paralyzed man when we are bound in our sins. When we are enslaved by sin, we cannot walk according to the true way. We are not able to flourish in our life when we are burdened by our sins and oppressed by the evil one. But the Lord wants us to not only get up and walk, He wants us to leap like the deer. He wants us to flourish. And He gives us this opportunity in the confessional. So often we ask for healing, but then we make excuses of why we can't really receive that healing. And This paralyzed man's friends are a great example of, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. They arrive to that house that the Lord was preaching in and they can't get in. There's a great crowd in the way. What do they do? They just give up and turn away? No. Where there's a will, there's a way. They get up, go through the roof, open up an opening in the roof, and lower. The man down on a stretcher. That probably sounded like a crazy idea when one of them suggested it, but they wanted this man, their friend, to be healed. And they had the faith that Jesus would make it happen. And that's also a great example for us to intercede for each other, to help one another, maybe a friend or a family member, to encourage them to go to confession as well, so that they might have the same kind of healing that this paralyzed man had as well. There's a story of Fulton Sheen in which one day he had opened up the doors of a church and in came right behind him this young woman who was drunk. And he encouraged her to uh, come back when she was sober and she turned out to be uh, the star of a musical play in the city. She was an actress and so later that afternoon she came back before the matinee and she had told Fulton Sheen that morning, while she was still a little drunk, that I'll come back so long as you don't make me come to confession. And Fulton Sheen had promised, you know, don't worry, I promise I will not ask you to go to confession. And so when she had returned, he said to her, you know, there's very um, prominent paintings up ahead, two notable paintings this church has. Would you like to see them? And she says, sure. So they're walking down the church and going past one of the aisles, he gently pushes her into the confession. And he said, you know, I I always keep my promises, you know. I will not ask you to go to confession. And so, she made her confession, and he said, two years later, he put the veil on her as she entered a convent. And, you know, this is... An example of, you know, sometimes we do need to gently uh, nod or push our loved ones to receive that great healing. If they are paralyzed by sin, would we not want them to get up and walk? There is great healing power in this sacrament, and yet so many do not recognize it. And yet it is the Lord himself healing us. Not just some priests, the Lord is healing us through his priestly instruments. Jesus told St. Faustina in Diary, passage 1588, Today I am sending you with my mercy to the people of the whole world. I do not want to punish aching mankind, but I desire to heal it, pressing it to my merciful heart. That is all he is trying to offer us, is healing. And he says in 1448 to her, write, speak of my mercy. Tell souls where they are to look for solace, that is, in the tribunal of mercy, the sacrament of reconciliation. There the greatest miracles take place and are incessantly repeated. To avail oneself of this miracle It is not necessary to go on a great pilgrimage or carry out some external ceremony. It suffices to come with faith to the feet of my representative and to reveal to him one's misery, and the miracle of divine mercy will be fully demonstrated. We're souls like a decaying corpse, so that from a human standpoint, standpoint, there would be no hope of restoration, and everything would already be lost. It is not so with God. The miracle of divine mercy restores that soul in full. So he's saying even if it's worse than that you're just paralyzed on a stretcher, he's saying even if you were already basically a decaying corpse, the grace and power of his sacrament of mercy in the confessional is so great that even a decaying corpse can rise again to new life. The Lord is the one who wants to heal us. Are we the one making excuses of why we cannot receive it? Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian, to access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org, or search "Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marion. Thank you, and God bless you.
1: Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking, And God bless you.